we do that? Oh, I didn't do this check. Nope. A lot of editing, Joel. A lot of editing. Why am I doing this to myself? The machine was ever turned ever hungry. Okay, I'm gonna clap because I don't know. Godspeed. The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, I mention the machine. <laughs> Are we recording now? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Mention the Machine podcast. This is episode 32 where Joel might make it through the episode or not. <laughs> he's, he's currently choking on water. I guess I guess he's drowning actually, but <laughs> we are on dry land despite him having recently watched Waterworld for the first time. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm fine. I'm very fine. I just bought a house. <laughs> Joel just bought a house and that's his current life crisis. So, Joel, how's it feel to be a homeowner? Although you are, you're not fully there yet. You you've you've got the money to buy the house, but you're not fully closed. The Prius is not finished. The house mm. isn't finished. Mm. I I have a home. <laughs> I'm buying a house. <laughs> Does that bother you, Joel? I'm gonna drink eight shots before this podcast. <laughs> Joel, what a little. Uh, well, bourbon happy. <laughs> bourbon and Wicking Devil from Lucky Signs. Uh, this podcast is sponsored, sponsored in part by Lucky Signs. There's there's no sponsorship here. This is this, the podcast is uh. Well, I buy the bourbon and I buy the the, like, the Winking Devil, and I say it's from Lucky Signs. <laughs> I like a Lucky Signs. I don't my think buddy, your mic is picking up right. My buddy Christian. Well, it was too loud earlier, so let me try this. Yeah, like I'm hearing my breath over your your mic. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna try this. This is gonna be the worst podcast ever because I am a little inebriated. We're sort of, we're testing Joel's technical ability under under pressure here. Under pressure. So, Joel, why'd you buy a house? Funny story. It was Sunday, April second, three fifteen p.m. I just got done doing yard work for my parents. I then decided to go to Eden Park and get the buffet. That's been my thing for twenty twenty three. Is to go to the buffet on a Sunday or a Saturday. Eat myself sick of bacon, eggs, and sausage, and I said eggs, pancakes or waffles. Well, the bacon sucked, pancakes were fair, eggs were fair, waffles were crap. Came home, I lollygagged for two hours and decided to take a nap. Never goes my phone was off, so I decided to unsilence it and it exploded. <laughs> Turns out my parents found out that the house that my grandparents owned was for sale. And they asked me if I wanted to buy a house, and I said no. But I said to go look at it anyway. And I'm buying a house. <laughs> so, I've been going through the mortgage process of the past... Today is now the 14th. Since the 3rd of April, I've been going through the mortgage buying process. And now I'm approved for the loan. The process is not finished because the, the kitchen's not finished. 
The garage door, no, there's no garage. The basement door is not replaced. And flooring's not done, but they're gonna give me another appraisal. So what is the, for people that don't know, like I, I, I inherited this house, I never bought a mortgage. So what what is the mortgage buying process like, it besides is, hell? It is complete and utter hell. <laughs> they just ask for random documents at random times, at random at whenever they want. So I gave them my Jaycox email for my domain name. And just every, whatever they feel like, they send me a letter, oh, we need this. Give me your taxes. Give me your bank statements. Give me some W-2s. Give me your pay stubs. Hey, you know what? We need this letter from your parents and they're giving you money. They just ask for dumb shit all the time. What they should do and say, here's a list of things we need for this mortgage. Give this to us now and we'll finish it. But no. So as of Thursday of last week, I was getting ready to go for a nice happy bike ride. But no. I got homework at fucking 11.45 in the morning mm -hmm. for a bunch of shit, which I did. And then they said, oh, we need a check from your parents proving that you got the money to buy this house. So they called my mother. She had to give me a check for money. I took the check, deposited the money. The next day I had to send them an email saying, hey, here's the deposit saying it was there. So now the appraisal process is going through. There's some underwriting. Why do they call it underwriting? It's fucking stupid. Just what the fuck you're doing. I don't know. Yeah. It, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. I'm my goal was to be here at my parents' house and just be done with it. But no, I'm buying a house on top of that. Well, so. like we talked about earlier, that means that then you have an investment property at the end of this, which is probably pretty nice to have. I mean, yeah, you're, you're I a little will, more set up than other people would be. I will live there for a little bit. When my parents pass away, I will take their house and then I will rent this house out. And hopefully I'm going to some load my multiple properties and sell those out because that's stupid. Then you're going to be a land baron. I don't want to be a land baron. Want to be a? What do you want to be? An oil baron, railroad baron? I want to be. A which which type of monopoly baron are you, Joe? I want to be a digital baron, selling digital products. Well, you're not selling nothing, then. You're a scammer. No, no. I'm going to sell digital products that are real. Digital, digital products aren't real. Digital. You can't hold them in your hand, Joel. Well, you can't if you print them. Nah, that's not a digital product. Then it's a it's a printed product. Processing. <laughs> this podcast is going to be a little bit of a struggle. <laughs> We're going to get to the truth of Joel today. Joel's, yes, you are. Joel's playing by Irish rules. <laughs> he might he may punch me in the face. <laughs> I will never punch Eugene in the face because he's got jiu-jitsu. Which means that punch will come back to my face. I, I won't punch you in the face. I'll just... No, you'll turn my punch into my face. <laughs> no, I'll just, you'll just wake up on the floor. I don't wonder what happened. And I'll say, hey, tried to punch me. <laughs> so normally... For the people at home, we do lunch, and maybe we get a shot or two. I've done seven. <laughs> eight. <laughs> eight? Okay, I'm at eight. You told me eight. I told you you should stop at seven, but then I went mm -hmm. in the house and I came back out and you said I made a mistake. Yes, you did make a mistake. You left me unsupervised. Oh, I was a fool. But here's a great thing. Tomorrow, April 15th, I'm going to publish this today at April 14th, is my birthday. I'm having the birthday and divorce party on the same day. So and you're going to be, what, uh, 45? I'm going to be 45 on this Sunday. 45. You know what you need, Joel? What do I need? For your house, you need a 45. Ooh. The perfect goddamn gift for you. You tell me I'm, I'm going to become 45 Savage? No, you're going to become 45 Joel. Well, you see, Trump's nickname was 45 Savage. I know, I know. He ain't Trump. Good. He don't talk enough shit to be Trump. I don't talk any shit, to be honest. 
I love that sleeper build idea. The what? The sleeper build. Sleeper build? You know, they talk about those guys who, like, they lift them, and they, but you don't see anything, and then they actually flex, and it's like, oh, shit, this guy's got muscles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I believe years ago, you called it grandpa muscles. Oh, yeah, grandpa muscles. Grandpa strength is the real deal. That's the guy that can always open the jar of pickles, because it's the same thing we were talking about, I think, last episode, we were talking about farmer strength, where it's, mm-hmm. like, the guy that's been throwing around bales of hay every summer for, like, fucking six or seven years, and gets into high school wrestling. It's like, that's the guy you don't want to get a hold of you. Like, you ain't breaking his grip. So there's a guy called the Fat Electrician. He does a podcast, and he does, like, military history and whatnot. He talks about how, like, a lot of farm boys join the military. And the one thing farm boys hit is choring. The object is to get chores done as fast as possible. And the last thing you want to be is be be somebody's chore. Yeah. (laughs) So... Oh, so if I get to, if I kill that guy, I get to go home. Okay. <laughs> Trump, why'd you put that gun together so fast? Because you told me to, sir. <laughs> God damn it, Trump. Gump. Trump, Gump, yeah, Trump. I wish it, too bad they they should do a, a deep fake of that Trump instead of Gump. Forrest Trump. One of my favorite things now is presidential Discord. I've been saying Eugene these like every other day. These people have taken deep take in technology, and they've taken deep fakes of all the presidents. And it's as if they were all friends and they're playing video games on Discord. <laughs> you know what's one of the weird things about my life is I've never actually used Discord. I use, I've been using it since 2019. I, I know. I'm, I'm behind on a lot of stuff. I've never used Discord. But I don't do a lot of online gaming. Gaming like. Well, I've got a squadron in um, the UK that I play game with. I wish, if I were in high school right now, it would be so sweet to have like the squadron to be like, oh, we're playing this game and we're going to run uh-huh. this like this and... What makes me really in sad, theory, anyway. what makes me very sad, is that I saw a bunch of these videos from uh, Call of Duty. It's like, oh, we're getting squads back together. I'm like, I never had a squad. Yeah. Until yeah. like four years ago when I played Elite Dangerous, but there was that fucking plane again. Every time we fucking record, there's a plane, there's a lawnmower, there's something that goes on in the background. There's, there's usually a couple helicopters. I'm surprised about that. It must be a uh, easy hospital. That might be a helicopter, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a helicopter. We did Bendos and Bourbon today, and we had a lot of traffic to deal with. Yeah. Apparently, two people are hanging out in Oakland because it's uh, the weather. But, uh, here we go. Here we go. Helicopter. All right. Almost gone. Hey, Joe, you know what I found out the other day that I thought would be harder to get, but is apparently not? I'm going to bite and say what? You can buy a flare gun off of Amazon for 80 bucks. You want to know another secret? If you never want to lose your luggage, you buy a flare gun and you put it in your luggage and you declare there's a flare gun in your luggage. Yeah. They will not lose track of that flare gun because they're not allowed to. <laughs> so a lot of people used to do back in the, tw- in the 2000s when they did like podcasting and like traveling with like, a lot of digital equipment, they'd always pack a flare gun with their equipment so they wouldn't lose it because it's considered a firearm. Mm-hmm. Didn't you think that flare guns were a little more harder to get though? Kind no, not eighty dollars on Amazon, like not, not at all. Like I'm thinking, like Fourth of July when everyone else is doing their shit, boom. Mm-hmm. And be like, here's another trick. Since I'm buying this home, I need a shed. Mm-hmm. Instead of going to Amazon, going to Home Depot or Lowe's and buying and taking it home, mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy it on Amazon and deliver it directly to my home. Mm-hmm. I don't have to deliver it because they're gonna deliver it for me. Yeah. Are they gonna put it in the right spot though? As long as it gets within like 100 feet of the house, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see a, a future where I'm going to be pulling a, a shed across some some rolled up logs to get the shed into the right place. Oh, I can do. I can have that on my own. 
<laughs> I am very resourceful. And apparently, I told a few people we're moving. I've got six people ready to move and two trailers available at my disposal. So I will not be running a U-Haul this time. That's good. I hate renting U-Hauls. I did it once back in 2013, March 26th. I picked up at 6.30 and I was done by noon. I have to say, I've moved probably between my adult life and living with my parents. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a guy up the street checking his motorcycle. But uh, yeah, between my, my adult life and my parents growing up with them, I've moved probably about 20 times total, and it's always, always, always sucked. And the, the closer the distance, honestly, is the more it sucked. My, my worst move was I moved one house up the street. I was there for that one. So it was like I had to move from my current, my apartment, then there was the neighbor's house, but they had like a fence in their backyard to the house next door. And it was like I had to go around their, their house. I don't was think it, I was there for that one. No, that, that one sucked the most. Moving here kind of sucked because it was only like a block up the street. So it was like... It felt really easy. It, it, it was just, but it was a lot of like, normally you get a truck and you load up the truck and then you got a little break and then you unload the truck and you're kind of done. But when it's that close, you got all these little loads that you're doing. So it's like, instead of processing one large packet, you're processing 10 or 15 packets. That's why I like the pod idea of just running the pod and throwing everything was, in there. I think now's the time to tell you my plan for moving. Oh, good. I'm going to, I'm going to stick you at the new house. I'm going to give you a color code. Every box will have a dot on it, and that dot tells you where it's going to go. Basement, living room, bedroom, office, living room. And your job is to tell people where that box goes. I'm not telling people where things go. Yeah, you are. Yeah, the hell, I'm not directly nobody. My job is to get your, your stuff out of, out of your place into a truck, out of that truck into your place. Where it goes from there is your job. No, no, no. I decided you're in charge of that. No, 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 no. You're the most responsible person I know. <laughs> no, I'm not. There I let go. you just drink eight shots of bourbon. No, I drank like three shots of bourbon, four shots of winged devil. There's a difference. Is there really? Yes. What's the difference, Joe? Well, I believe that's a quite short bourbon. Here we go. Winged devil, made with fiery Vietnamese cinnamon, cloves, and Sichuan peppercorns, compared to smooth with a gentle, dry taste, straight bourbon whiskey. What's the percentage on those? Um. If the only difference is, is your flavor palette, then there's no difference, son. 33.3% for the Winged Devil, and 45 point, no, it's 45% for the alcohol. So. Percent or proof? Mm, it says percent of mm. alcohol per volume. Yeah, ABV. Hmm. Math is not my strong suit right now. <laughs> but the both of us say 750 milliliters, so I'm pursuing the bourbon sure The bourbon is stronger than the wooden double. Oh, there's, there's no way I can be the most responsible person. You know, they've got to sit there and do color code and direction. <sighs> Fine, I'll change your job. <laughs> I figure that's a perfect job for you. I'm a good pack mule. Okay, well then I'll make some else. I'll tell you what, when we did Impact Day two years ago, or before the pandemic, we were cleaning out the old Carnegie Library in Braddock. And if you don't know, that was the first Carnegie Library that he ever built. And he built that as a clubhouse for him and his friends. So it says, like, it has a massive gymnasium, has a swimming pool, has a theater, has all this stuff. And they had all this old junk that was in there pretty much since he created the goddamn library. And we had to move all that shit out of there. And my coworkers were really surprised at the fact that Eugene, when it's time to do physical labor, 
gets down with physical labor up those steps down those steps around things i was able to move couches around corners and shit that they didn't understand that i'd moved 20 sometimes i can do geography of getting a couch out of a room i've got an entertainment center three bookshelves a mattress well two mattresses and one box spring i'll let you take care of that part of them i guarantee you the box springs the son of a bitch the box spring the is box always spring, the son the of a bitch two pieces Oh, well, that's fucking cake then. Mm-hmm. That's not one box spring, that's two box springs. Yep. <clears throat> I remember when we moved into this house and we were trying to get the, the big ass headboard I had down the street up the steps and we realized we just couldn't do it. Just couldn't. I'm going to build a head st- headboard for my bed when I get to the new place. I don't want to know about your kinks. What? I don't want to know about your kinks. We're not talking about kinks, we're talking about beds. Oh, yeah, headboard. come on, Joel. We know, we know you're not just building a headboard. I did air quotes there. I'm like, it's going to be some weird shit. Not at all. You're going to have a hit counter or something? Nope. <laughs> Just make it... Uh, Power bars. Whatever the height of a storage 27-gallon black and yellow storage container is from Lowe's will be the height of the bed plus the mattress. You disappoint me. <laughs> oh, you say that now until you see the other crazy shit that's going to happen. I don't... If, if it involves hit counters for your sex life, I don't want to see it. Like You're the one with the hit counters. I'm simply talking about homelessness. I'm just brainstorming, throwing out ideas. This is a uh, this is a free flow podcast because we didn't have no topics going into this. Because no, we didn't. Uh, well, let's do, what's the topic of the month, Joe? What, how's the uh, how's the spreadsheet, the worksheet going? Worksheet's going horrible because I'm packing. <laughs> I spent the last four days packing. Joel has done nothing with the the information Not spreadsheet. True. I listened to the podcast from Joe Rogan. I made a couple ideas, mm-hmm. and we're extending this to. May as well. This will be a two-month project. Is it? Considering I'm moving, I don't have time to do anything else but fucking pack. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. I thought you were mostly packed. I thought all your stuff was already in, like, crates and stuff. No. The stuff that is in boxes already in boxes. I said I'm going to pack the office. I got to pack the living room. I got to mm. pack the kitchen. Fortunately, a friend of mine has plenty of boxes for the kitchen because the kitchen will be usable. Therefore, I can't put them as long-term storage. I'll need the I'll need the kitchen I'll need the glasses and I'll need the. It's not what is it's not china, because it's just regular fucking plates. What is plates made out of? Is that porcelain? I, yeah, I just consider it cutlery at that point, really. Well, well, there's a cutlery which is steel and silver and whatever yeah, that stuff yeah. is. But then you got the actual plates, which is actually like, it's delicate. It's not steel. Like, why don't you make your plates out of steel? I've got three fucking lunch trays from the prison. I bought from Rogers. It's fucking amazing. Uh, perfect, perfect. For Valentine's Day, I made a steak and I put the steak on the pl- on the lunch tray. I made French fries. I think <laughs> I had got a picture somewhere. But I had a dessert. <laughs> was was there a carrot involved in this <laughs> this prison lunch tray for Valentine's Day? <laughs> there was no carrot involved. I did make gla- glazed carrots for St. Patrick's. Day. That doesn't make fit. A, that doesn't fit a joke at all, though. Yeah, I had a friend that came over for a float tank, and we did dinner the night before, and I made glazed carrots. And I actually like glazed carrots, I found out. Mm. Vegetables aren't bad. It's just how you treat them, I guess. So let's talk about this mortgage bullshit. (laughs) Back to this. I found out you can shop for mortgages. Yeah. You can actually compare prices, but according to my friend Shell, they're not really much comparison because they're strictly controlled. Mm-hmm. So you can shop around, but you're not really going to get a deal because you either get a good deal in the mortgage 
But you get screwed on all the fees. Did you do a 30-year mortgage? I did a 30-year mortgage. That's good, because they just released that you're able to do a 40-year mortgage, which is like, that's a terrible idea. That's over half of somebody's life. Like Exactly. Like, you don't need a house that I'm going to be 45 in two days. Yeah. This mortgage is going to be paid off until I'm 74. <laughs> no, no. You, you're going to build a fab lab and fucking... Well, no, you're yes. paying off for them because you're going to get your parents' house before then you're going to rent this out, and it's going to be for enough of the price to cover the mortgage plus. True. So, but until then, I'm going to go to Fab Lab and start making a Chinese sweatshop, but digital. Hmm, a digital Chinese sweatshop. But China's got the, the market handled on the Chinese digital sweatshop. Yeah, but I got I to make something in my basement to pay for the mortgage. Hmm. I feel like still this is not going to be digitized. I think, I think Ryan Holiday's got the market on that one. Yeah, I was working on Dark Storm System, so. Although, although there is the ability to maybe take different meditations quotes and, like, wood burn them or something. There you go. That's the idea. I need to build something in my basement that I can sell online as a Chotsky. Mm-hmm. Chotsky's is key. Because everyone wants to have something in their house that says, hey, this is me. Live, laugh, love. Yeah, exactly. But don't give in to your passions. Exactly. Life sucks and then you die. But you know <laughs> what? Buy that $10 piece of crap that you don't really need but you think you need. No, you gotta. You can hit the market of just random movie quotes, too. Like, exactly. you know, uh, if you don't stop, the Ferris Bueller one, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you might miss it. Exactly. I got a CNC machine that needs finished. But I got space to finish it because I actually have a basement. Mm-hmm. I think it's 30 by 25 is my basement. It's fairly big. What's the square footage? Uh, I don't, you don't have to answer that because I never understand. I never can, like, people are like, oh, what's the square footage? It's like, I have no fucking clue. So like, here's how square footage would. It's height, it's width times height. No, uh-huh. width times length. Yeah. So if your garage is 20 foot by 40 foot, mm-hmm. it's 800 square feet. Not quite, but <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. What do, we, what do we say this is? But fifteen, maybe twenty feet. Yeah, about twenty feet, but probably like what, fifteen? See, I could probably lay down four times. <laughs> That's the exact same way I do math. <laughs> so, so much American education system. That's so, how I do. I'm like, I could probably lay down a couple times in this room. <laughs> so I wear a size eleven and a half or eleven, depending on the shoe. And my foot is roughly a foot long. Uh-huh. So I just put my foot together and, and I measure it and I measure the other side and multiply it together and that's your square footage. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I was in the second grade, I'll never forget, they talked about how like, they're trying to explain how like measurements are, had to be consistent and how like the king's foot was a certain size, mm-hmm. but then the the court measure guy was a different size. Mm-hmm. So they measured stuff that was wrong because they didn't have a, an actual accurate decidage. Therefore, they created the foot and the meter and the yard and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what they say. It's like they, they pretend like Americans invented the foot and everything after the meter and stuff, but apparently it was the other way around. That I can't acknowledge or disacknowledge. I want to pull a George W. Bush and pay the fifth. <laughs> to me, though, it's weird that, uh, like, the measurements, the system of measurement doesn't matter because as long as you're measuring the same system consistently. Because, like, your land is not going to be flat. Can, and the lumber's never going to be 100% straight, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, you've got to take some sort of baseline for whatever you're building and go from there. You remember Hubble? 
Who? The Hubble Space Telescope. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's an R. issue. There's an issue where we measured in non-metric, and the UK people measured in metric. Eugene's mission is pushing when they give another shot. I was not. I was nearly pointing towards the sky and God delivers. I think my motor skills are okay because I just poured a shot and didn't spill. That's not true. It's in your glasses, case. Well, you can go ahead and ruin the lie or I can, you know, tell a different story. Joel's perfectly fine to drive. If he gets home okay, then it's not on me. There's my court record. <laughs> well... Measurements are funny. You got metric, you got non-metric. You got meters, you got millimeters, you got centimeters, you got picometers, you got micrometers. There's all these different measurements. Mm -hmm. And Google translates them all to whatever. The hardest thing, I think, is like when you're dealing with stuff like a uh, solid to a liquid, those sorts of measurements, like a, a liter and a cup and an ounce and all that stuff. That gets goofy as we go into cooking because... Cooking is uh, basically science. It is. It's chemistry. I've learned a dirty secret. Mm. A lot of people hate to bake because it's too precise. I don't feel anything I've ever done that was cooking was that precise. Well, baking is precise because baking is a science. Cooking is not a science. Cooking, you can just get away with just adding and multiplying, dividing, and doing whatever. What type of baking, though? I mean, you got to get to like the hard end of baking work. Yeah, I, I, that that sounds that sounds like it's complex. That sounds like fucking some artistry that like you got to do some weird like blowing on the thing for so many minutes to make it. I think. Well, if you have look, you ever made a souffle? I have not. Me neither. Here's the thing: when you look at the if you look at recipes for cakes, mm -hmm. there's an altitude thing. If you're at a certain altitude, it changes completely. Yeah. But fortunately, we're not at that altitude, so it doesn't matter. No, no, we're not. But we're at a good altitude here. We don't get no tornadoes. No tornadoes, no hurricanes. Pennsylvania is perfect. There's no natural disasters that we have to deal with. Uh, mine subsidence. No, na I guess not natural, but we, with sinkholes and things like that. But we're pretty much okay up here. I mean, we get some suck-ass summers. Yeah, but here's the thing. We have no tornadoes. We have no mm -hmm. hurricanes. We have no earthquakes. Mm -hmm. We don't have poisonous snakes that are going to completely kill us. There's only a few. Australia is out to kill you. Of course. Australia is, is basically space. Mm -hmm. but, the, but Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is just like, hey, it's cold. Oh, well. Why do I hurt the level where the wind hurts my face? Because I'm not getting bitten by snakes. I'm not getting killed by, like, kangaroos. I'm not getting earthquakes or hurricanes or tornadoes. You're not you're not worried about like like Florida. I think Florida's got like flooding. Yeah, like 24 inches of rain in like the last couple hours, and it's like, mm -hmm. no thanks. Like, any, even if it happened here, Pittsburgh is so goddamn hilly that it becomes someone else's problem downhill. Exactly. Like, this is gonna be the first time I don't live on a hill once I get this new house. But yeah, even then, I think I'll be safe. You know, you're not gonna live on a hill. You're gonna be up on a uh, in the bottom of a hill. I'm not gonna the bottom of the hill. But I'm like middle grade. Like, it's not like there's flooding in the area I want to be in. Mm. But normally, I pick hillsides because my philosophy is, if my house floods, everyone else is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here's a, here's a great thing. I'm going to change my environment, which means I'm going to change all my habits. That'll be interesting to see. We'll see uh, which, which affects which first. Will your environment affect you first or you affect your environment? Because you're, you're also trying to change the environment. Mm -hmm. So, can you 
deny your habits long enough to change them. There are tree. There are two trees in my backyard. They're gonna go. Why? Because trees are liabilities. They're also privacy and shade and. There's not much tree shade from these trees. Hmm. I'll have to see them. I'm gonna put a awning on my back porch. I actually have a deck. So nice. my so nice. my grill and my smoker will live on my on my deck. Which would be amazing. Having space is cool. Mm-hmm. I will have enough space to put stuff in my basement, have things in my office, and my bedroom, and not have storage in my bedroom. Have you met your neighbors yet? I have not. Hmm. Hmm, that'll be a fun time. I really don't care about my neighbors. You'll care. No. You'll care. I got my castle. I got my boundaries. That's the problem. You got your castle and you got your boundaries, and they'll they'll play a game somewhere and they'll infringe somehow, or they'll be too loud one day or something, and you'll you'll reveal your old manisms just like I have. There's a quote. <laughs> I must find it. It uh. Well, the the quote I recently heard is, "I don't want all the land. I just want the land next to mine." And I love that quote because all the land next to me is the one I want because other people have it and they're in my they're in my space. No, I'm not worried about other people's land. Once I got my land, here we go. We'll see. Just heard someone say the professional way to say fuck around and find out is test that assumption at your earliest convenience. Mm-hmm. And I had to take it. I had to take a moment. Yeah. See, then this is why Joel's got to get a uh, a gun. Probably two. I think I should get a shotgun. Uh, definitely a shotgun. I, I, st- I still need to get a shotgun as well. According to Dave Chappelle, you load bird shot, mm-hmm. buck shot, bird shot, and then soldier making. I want a shotgun. I, I also need a rifle to complete my loadout. Um, but taking a shotgun to the range is not as fun. Well, here's the thing. Shotguns aren't meant for fun. Shotguns are meant for just the general area. Yeah, but you also have to recognize the fact that the general area is within your home. So you're going to be blowing up your own shit, potentially. Yes, but when it comes to self-preservation... Well, are you not going to get a pet? I would love to have a dog. And we all know that the second I get a dog, I'm going to need to give a dog. So if you get a dog and you have a shotgun, then you got to be constantly aware of where the dog is if somebody breaks into your house. And if the dog is good, the dog's going to be attacking the person you're trying to blow up with a shotgun. So you become, you create a problem there. Oh, no. Just let the dog take care of the, take care of the guy. If the guy kills the dog, you kill the guy. Then you don't really care about the dog. It's a John Wick situation. Hmm. You need to go in there like fucking, uh, what's his name? From Guardians of the Galaxy. Knives. What, what I really need is a taser. Taser? Taser? Tasers don't work that well. They don't work that well. There's no man in the face of this earth that gets hit with a taser that just goes, oh. That's not true. That's not true at all. I've seen hundreds of videos of people getting hit with tasers and they, they walk off of them. Like, oh, the MPCP? No, it, it just, those things don't actually penetrate the skin right or they, like, the, whatever fucking reason. Like, Sounds like me got the wrong taser. You, you, better get a, you better be able to electroflight your, fo- your floor. Like, so you're telling me I need to replace my carpet with metal. That's doable. I hate carpet. Carpet is so hard to clean. The problem with carpet is this. I'm sitting on my couch. I'm drinking my drink. 
and the dog jumps onto the couch and spills the drink. I gotta run out to get my head caught off to clean up the carpet. But if I have flooring or like a nice clean flat surface that does not have fabric, I can just take my lazy time and clean up that mess. So what you don't need then is the shotgun. You need the rifle like I was talking about earlier. Your pistol was to get to your rifle. Your rifle was more precise than your pistol or a shotgun. And then you practice, you dry fire your house. You say, okay, if I heard a noise, here's how I walk through the house, here's how I clear the corners, here's where somebody might be hiding, etc., etc., etc. I see. Your home is your castle. How do you defend your castle? You don't just blow a big-ass hole in it. Well, my, my, my theory is if I blow a hole in everything, I can place things. But if that guy blows a hole in me, I can't replace parts of me. That's true, but you also have to realize that not every bump you hear in the night is going to be something you have to blow a hole in. No, that's what the dog's for. You're playing a weird game, Joe. Playing oh a God. weird, weird game. I trade the dog. Might be a raccoon. The dog will kill the raccoon. And might be a... Might. But then I, how are you going to know that the dog got the raccoon and you don't have to blow a hole in the raccoon? Raccoons don't make human noises. Are you sure raccoons are pretty sneaky? They're not that sneaky. All I'm saying, Joe, all I'm saying is whatever you get, you need a more thought-out plan than what you're doing. You're, you're going some baseline stuff. Where it's like, that's one of those like self-defense situations where like, well, I got a, pen out, a lot of pent-out progression. I'll just go see red and the bodies will be on the floor. It's like, that's not a plan. Well, like I tell everybody, I'll burn that bridge when I get to it. <laughs> the bridge is coming pretty quick. Oh, I'm well aware. I'm well aware. We're going to get you some, some paintball guns and we're going to break into your house. And my dad and back are going, can't get this going any faster? No, it doesn't need to go any faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My buddy told me the day, he's like, hey, it should take 69 days to burn through clothes in the house. You're closing in 30 days. I'm like, yeah. I'll pull the wear how fast this is going. <laughs> hey, at least you'll be in before it gets too hot. I think it's funny my clothes day is May 4th. Why? May the 4th be with you? Oh. Like, yeah. I've got a fucking geeky, I have a geek day for closing. Yeah, yeah. And the next day is May the 6th be with you. Because it's May 5th. The 6th? But... It, I'm moving day will be probably the 6th. Hmm. But if I get all the big stuff in with my friends, with their trailers and whatnot, because i got six people, with three of them have trailers apparently, the big stuff's taken care of. It's a small stuff that can fit in the cars. Not worried about that. The small stuff is always the pain in the ass stuff because nobody ever packs it all up. They're always like, oh, you know, that lamp doesn't need to go in a box. It's oh, like, no, no, no. It doesn't and always go in a box. You, you don't understand. Everything's going in a box. When you get to my house on the 6th, everything will be in a fucking box. It better be. Oh, it will be. I'm at the point now where, like, I can't do anything until everything's packed. Mm-hmm. Well, you still gotta wait till everything's fucking finalized. But. Well, I figure if I pack everything now, I'll be fine. I'm not worried about the house being done. The house will be done by this 4th. Because the house must be done by the 4th. It's good. It's exciting. It is exciting, but at the same time, it's scary. I can tell. You're because right. I'm not doing this my way. I'm doing this basically, I'm holding on for dear life, hoping things are done. Yeah, but if my thinking on that is uh, if this weren't done this way, you probably wouldn't have pulled the trigger on anything like this. Here's the difference. When I buy a car, I spend a week researching the car, mm-hmm. and then buy the car. If I, were to, if I were to do a mortgage thing, I would have everything ready ahead of time. And then it wouldn't have been like, oh, I need to get this. I'm behind the eight ball. Oh, no, 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 no. 
you'd get a list of things just done. Like, years ago, 2011, I was having issues with my job. They wanted to get rid of me. So I had interviews lined up. I had a friend who was in, a, in HR. So I basically got the top 100 questions that are asked by HR for a job. Mm -hmm. And I basically pre-planned all my answers. Ramit's the style. Yeah. So basically, when it came to interviews, I was ready for any question that he had to come, had, you came at me with. Like, I like to pray. I'm a, I'm a planner. It's like it's that it's that uh, that Abraham Lincoln quote. If I got a hundred hours to chop down a tree, I'm gonna spend 90, 90 hours sharpening my axe. Yeah. But there's also the paralysis by analysis thing that happens, which is like you won't do that, so you won't make that leap because you'll get too much into the, the things that be, have to be aligned the right way. Like, I, I used to ask people that were having kids about that. Or people would ask me, what are you going to have kids? And things like that. I said, I, when I'm, I'm ready to. And it's like, well, they said you'll never be ready. And it's like, well, you might never be ready. But <clears throat> I'm, I'm also not forced to be ready. I have a friend that actually had a kid, um, I think like three weeks ago. They were on my D and D game, and he had this idea that, oh, we'll keep playing D and D. I'm like, your kid came seven weeks early. You're not playing D and D anytime soon, my friend. I don't think you understand what goes into having a child. No, no, no. It's a, that's a bit of a bigger investment. Like, I I grew up. I had siblings that were younger than me. So I and I also dated a girl that had a couple younger kids. So I I fully know what's involved in having younger kids around. It's not. It's not the same as you think it is. It's not. It's not TV. It's not movie. It's definitely takes over everything. I think I'd rather, rather buy a house than have a kid. Yeah. Um. Although you know, think I I wonder I wonder if there is an actual chemical change in people's brain when they have a kid of course there is because they all of a sudden like this is the greatest thing i've ever done in my life blah 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 blah. and it's like let me tell you a story of about 10 years ago when a bunch of my friends in high school started having kids and everybody posted every fucking detail mm -hmm. little billy was born at 6 42 a.m next day little billy drank five ounces of this of is my 33 and two day old like that sort of shit. Like oh, it's like my child drank six ounces of fluid and shed eight ounces of poop. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden they're a data guy. I'm like motherfucker, you ain't no data guy. <laughs> like I'm a data guy. I look at I look at the statistics and shit. Like when I buy shit, I look at the, at the specifications and dynamic attributes and figure out what the fuck I want. I read all the reviews. I, I take all the shit into, into consideration. You're just you're just posing shit to post shit because you're proud of nothing. I, I don't. And I don't want to say it's nothing, but at the same time, it's like every child poops, every child eats, every child sleeps. Yeah, and that's what I think. It's like you know, people talk about uh, uh, what's it, toxoplastosis or whatever that people. What the fuck is that? Apparently, people that get exposed to like too much cat litter and cat shit, Ooh, something goes. Ooh, that's the thing where there's a toxin in the kitty that makes people like cats. Uh -huh. So the more you're exposed to the cat, the more you like the cat. No one understands because they don't have a cat. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. And I think that's. I think something similar happens when people have kids. I think they're exposed to, not necessarily. I, I think their brain makes a switch, and I think it's a, an evolutionary trait that makes them talk about that kid and think everything's all about that well, kid. Here's the thing. 
And well, half of your genetics is in that kid. So mm-hmm. both of you have half of the right stuff involved in that kid. The one thing that used to drive me insane when my niece was born. My niece is like 25, 26. I think she was born in like 93, 94. I can't remember. I was in high school, but whatever. Oh, she looks like her dad. She looks like her, like her mother. No, she looks like her fucking self. Because she has half the genetics of her father and half the genetics of her mother. <laughs> ah, Joel, you're being petty on that one. No, I'm not being petty. It's fucking... She looks like half of them. Like, <laughs> No, it's like, petty. don't tell me what she look, the kid looks like. It's like, they got half the genetics. It's 23 and 23. A total of 46. No, because see, like... <laughs> I'm not throwing that up. No, because, like... I, Is it 26? I, I, I look like somewhat like... I, I look more like... My mom and some features, and my dad and some other features, and I, I can see that. And even my brother has kids, so I can see it in like my parents' grandparents, grandchildren. Forty-six chromosomes, so twenty-three from each. I made a mistake. Right, but it, it's not a perfect fucking balance. Like you can look Is at somebody. It? And, you, no, it's not. Why not? Because because it's all genetic mutations and traits like that. That's how the whole the, the whole evolution works. It doesn't follow like a strict linear path. You can be like, oh yeah, you come down here, you're 50% this, 50% that. Like, that's not going to work. Otherwise, we'd be, gen- we'd be genetically engineering perfect human beings already, and we're not. You can't do perfect, but what I'm saying is you get half and half. Whatever, Joel Hitler. But here's the thing. You've got dominant and recessive. Yeah, you can't control which one's dominant which one's no, recessive. No, you can't, but you get half and half. Now, just because you've got an R, a capital R, and a lowercase r... And a capital R and a lowercase R. That means you can get a capital R, capital R, capital R, lowercase R. And there's a, a, there's a, if I remember correctly, it is 50% capital R, lowercase R. You've got a quarter percent chance of lowercase R, lowercase R, and a quarter percent chance of uppercase R and uppercase R. So if I look at you, I should be able to look at your parents and I can say, oh, Joel looks just like his dad, or Joel looks just like his mom. Not, Joel looks like a weird combination of the two. It's 50-50 genetics. Joel's now, got his mom's nose, his dad's eyes, now the question his is dad's what, hairline. The question is, what part is genetic? Because the recessive gene is going to be a quarter percent. The uppercase R and lowercase R is going to be 50%. And the uppercase R and uppercase R would be 25%. You have 25, 25, and 50, 50. It's all put together. Do you, do you look like your sisters? No, I don't. I look like my father. Do your just, sisters look like your father? Well, here's the thing. One <laughs> sister one sister's from my mother. Uh-huh. One sister's from my father. Hmm. So, it all depends on the recessive and dominant genes. That's what I was saying. You can you can tell like it's not it's not exactly like you're gonna be fifty fifty down beside the uh, uh, the parents. But you like, get, the probability is that 50-50. You're talking probabilities, but that's not that's not exact science. That's probabilities. It is exact science. It's not. You've it's got not. a thousand. What is it, a thousand million sperm? How many of those sperms are there? Dude, I don't fucking know. Like, I'm I'm talking about like all right. I got I have two brothers and a sister. Okay. Yeah. I have two parents. Yeah. Parts of my facial features look like my father. Yes, because you have dominant parts. Part the genes. parts of my facial features I see in my brother, yeah. my one brother, not in my other brother. I I don't see them in my sister either. So it's like there's it it's all over the goddamn board. Like you can't just be like this is an exact science of like how this is gonna. It's I mean, fucking plinko. It is plinko, but I'm saying you got to half half and half. Yeah. You're gonna get. But it's half and half of. How many other fucking halves and halves and halves and exactly. halves and halves, and halves, and halves down saying. the way? That's what I'm saying. 
What the hell are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> You're the sober one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to follow your logic, and you—you you took me. Normally, normally you're the logical one, so I'm trying to follow your logic, and I just realized we're, we're not even fucking talking about what the hell we were talking about. I don't even know what they're arguing about anymore. Like, apparently we were on the same page. <laughs> Dave, help. No, Dave, don't help. By the way, yeah. tomorrow you're going to be Dave. Dave's coming to the party. So I can prove Dave exists. Does Dave exist? Is he? Dave doesn't exist, and you're going to meet him Is he Hal? Is he Hal? He's going to tell me, what are you doing with that hatchet, Eugene? No. Here's a funny thing. So today, five years ago, I had a birthday party. And Dave and Joe got to meet. Joe and I did Sherman Consonants. And Joe didn't believe Dave existed until he met Dave. So you get to meet Dave tomorrow. So. And I've met Joe. You've met? Have you met Joe? I don't think you have. Who did we used to do podcasts with down at. Uh, oh, you did meet Joe. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you met Joe. That he, was one of the reasons things that made this podcast happen. It's like, well, Joe's doing that podcast. So we can do this right here and have more fun. Exactly. I love doing podcasts. <laughs> Joe just likes hearing himself talk. No, I don't, actually. After eight... I fucking hate it. Eight slices of bourbon. Let me tell you a story about five years ago. Go ahead, Joe. It's, it's story time. We ain't got nothing else going on. Started doing podcasts with Joe because I was also doing... Hate it. Pause. Does your cord reach over there? Can you press the, the keypad on there? Hold on. No, no. Keep, keep, keep the headphones on. Does the headphones reach? Not gonna make it. Lean. Oh. Nope. Oh, all right. So I gotta do this. I'm gonna do this. Take that off. No. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Joel's in a hurricane right now. It's a hurricane weather. Oh, he dropped it all. I just wanted okay. to wake up my laptop. Unlock inner password. Uh, I should have worn unlocked for my my watch. Don't worry about it. Okay, come back. <laughs> I'm not telling you my password on air. Are you drunk? <laughs> I'm very drunk right now. What are you talking about? Like I said, this will be either an epic podcast or a horrible podcast. Uh, we can both lose. <laughs> yes, we can. So something interesting happened. It's not a racist comment, is it? Because that's how we both lose. <laughs> it's both epic and a loss. I do love how the last podcast has been with a racist joke. <laughs> the podcast. Did it? <laughs> What was the last one? What did it end with? Oh, you were you were gonna tell the joke. I said, "Oh, we gotta we gotta go because I can hear it." That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Joe's a person of color, a POC, as they tell me in my DEI DIE training. Exactly. So he can he can say them. I can't. So I got very angry about two years ago in January when my office decided to have a bipod group, which stands for shit. So people POC is people of color. Black indigenous people black of color. Indig- yeah, black indigenous people of color. Look how well I've learned my re-education camp lessons. And I told my co I told my boss, this is segregation through separation. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Oh, I'll talk to HR about that. <laughs> I was very angry. And, and about today this. your pa- your paycheck wasn't correct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Apparently I unlocked a problem in the HR today. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before you, you got to finish what happened with the other story. You can't jump to the next story. Oh, well, I told my co-worker, I told my boss I was very upset because they, they made all these business resource groups for women, mm-hmm. BIPOC, veterans, and I forgot the fourth group. But anyway, it's like, so here's the funny thing. The, the woman's group was led by a man. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't the woman's group be led by a woman? 
I forget the image I saw. It was something like. But then, uh, at that same time, you were taking a class on how to talk to black people in the workforce. I'm like, you talk to black people the same way you talk to other people, like a human being. Exactly. <laughs> I shouldn't have to say, oh, I can't say ghetto because it offends you. It's like, I grew up in the ghetto. <laughs> like, I grew up there. You probably didn't. Which is like I was talking to my niece the other day. Me assuming you grew up there is racist. Exactly. Well, I was talking to my niece how, like, I said something about the word retard. She goes, you can't say that. I'm like, I rode the short bus. She goes, <laughs> you didn't ride the short bus because you were retarded. You rode the short bus for different reasons. I'm like, you're the first person to actually call, call me on that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no different reasons. <laughs> Short bus is short bus. All there is to it. The short bus was for special needs. That's what exactly. it was. It's uh, they, look, it's not retarded, but the the point the the thing that I heard a long time ago was like, all right, it used to be like retarded was for uh, like you weren't learning the right way, so your learning was a retarded progress of learning in some area. Uh, the term handicap came about from people that had lost their hand in a war, so they had a cup over their hand, over their stump, that they would use to beg change, so it became called a handy cup, which Ooh. became a handicap. Interesting. So it's like these, these, these languages have evolved, and you're not supposed to call these people these things because it's offensive, but it's like, well, everything's offensive if you look at it a certain way. Like Exactly. Like, for example, I had... ADHD as a child, and I worked. I'm glad out. you overcame it. I was in a school that had open classrooms. It was very distracting, which is why I ran from one school, one class to the next, and they did not have to handle that. So you ran to, physically? Yeah, I physically ran from Naruto Run. Not well, New York days this bad time. I just ran from room to room and just yelling <laughs> and screaming because I was a child. And didn't ah! know exactly. <laughs> So then the Existential crisis. So they sent me to Fairview, where I was in a trailer, hmm. where all the other special needs children were. Hmm. And here's the best part. They gave me an aptitude test, and I didn't care about the aptitude test, so I just answered random questions and got basically a second grade level, or well, first grade, probably kindergarten level grade work thing. Mm-hmm. So it was a work at your own pace. Well, they found out that I got all that work done in like an hour and a half. They realized I didn't take this test seriously. Mm-hmm. It's about Tony to the test seriously. Yeah. I just did the test. That's why all them tests are fucking wrong. It's exactly. like, uh, like I remember I, like I failed third grade the first time I went through it, and the second time I was held back in kindergarten because I was too immature. That's odd because I peed on a girl in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> You got me beat. <laughs> well, in my defense, I, I I strongly proclaimed I didn't want to ne- sit next to this girl. And I, I don't know what her problem was. I mean, looking back now, she probably had some other issues going on in her life. But she was the smelly girl in class. And they kept making me sit next to her. And I said, I don't want to sit next to the smelly girl. I don't want to sit next to the smelly girl. And they kept doing it. So finally, I just peed on her. And like they, they stopped making me sit next to her. And it became a whole big thing in the school, like, don't put Eugene next to this girl, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, not not a proud moment, but it was very definitive in my rebellious streak against Where is the institution. this girl now? Is she on OnlyFans? Because that'd know. be fucking hilarious if I, she's I, peed on, and that, that's why she makes her money. That'd be fucking hilarious. It probably does. I mean, that's, that's, God, that's the way the world works, isn't it? She's oh, probably a millionaire. Me? 
43. Okay, I'm 44, going on 45 in two years. Yeah, you're the uh, same age as like my, my brother and uh, uh, other people that I know. I am Generation X, and apparently I just take all my trauma and I just hide it in a closet and don't bother with I'm it. I'm the cutoff year for Generation X. I am 79. Okay. So all the stuff like the, like the, the Generation X people went through, I went through, just I was slightly younger than other people. Good job, Bill. But anyway, what the hell was that we're talking about? Oh, the school thing. Um, yeah, and then like I failed uh, the first, I failed third grade the first time, and it was because of the people I were. Ha- I I didn't have any friends or whatever. And the second time I got through there, I I think I got glasses at that point, and then my parents realized I was failing because I couldn't see the chalkboard. I couldn't see the teacher. I couldn't understand. Uh, like I wasn't paying attention because of that, and it's like. Once I realized if I applied myself in school that I could pass easily, like school wasn't hard. Fucking, it wasn't hard. You fucking show up and you do the work and you, you, you passed. Here's my issue. My parents, right now I'm 44. My dad is currently 89. Mm-hmm. My mother's currently 80. I have older parents. Mm-hmm. I never hung out with children my age. I was always around adults. So when I got to kindergarten, I just played. I didn't think I had to do anything. I didn't follow instructions. Yeah. Like, I didn't see a re- if I didn't see a reason to do something, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's been my MO all my life. Even as an adult, I go to these meetings and, like, I try to pay attention. And the second bullshit happens, my brain's like, let's go do something else. This is, this is not worth our time. Oh, yeah. I mean, that happens to me, too. It's like, it's uh, this meeting doesn't really involve me. There may be a conversation in here that might involve me, but I can't pay attention to the whole thing. But my goal in all my meetings is to say less than 10 words. If I can say less than 10 words, I'd win. Do you? Yeah, I think you still lost. No, because it's like, this you basically put in a meeting for no fucking reason. No, see, I think you gotta flip that script. I think you gotta change it the other way and you gotta make the meeting all about you so they quit inviting you. But the problem is, the meeting of the men these people are fucking idiots, and I can't just I can't just call them out. No, you ain't gotta call them out. You just gotta start, start stop interrupting. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I gotta make this point. Can can we talk about this point for right now? We, like, just keep interrupting them constantly so they think like, does Joe really need to be in this fucking meeting? Oh God, Joe's in this meeting. Maybe we better make this a half hour instead of an hour. Like, just start being that guy. So you're telling me I need to be a to- I'd be a time Nazi. Kind of, like, kind of just, like, fucking start forcing you in there. Like, look, they, honestly, like, ask for a uh, an agenda before you go into the meeting. Like, say, which part of this meeting do I need to be involved in? So you're telling me I need to be more aggressive. Default aggressive. So here's the thing. I am reactionary. When I was in middle school, I got picked up a lot. And they'd call my parents and say, hey, Joel flipped the desk, Joel hit a kid, Joel did whatever. And my mother always said, well, what did the kid do to my, do to my son? My son just didn't go randomly hitting people. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me I needed to take the offensive and ask, what is the person being in this meeting? Yeah. You realize you're going to destroy my work ethic, right? I'm, I'm not. I think I'm going to help you fine-tune it and point out faults in your company. Where, like, you got to ask, like, honestly, do I need to be in this meeting, or am I just in this meeting wasting time? So, as I pointed out today earlier to you. Or, 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 other side of the coin, every meeting's a drinking meeting. 
how many shots of bourbon you can get through before the meeting before you get fired. I kind of need the job for the <laughs> I now have a new server. My name is called a mortgage. Yeah, well, then, then now you've got a... Uh, that's like the meme I pointed out that I posted the other day where it was like, uh, you are now the adult. No one's coming to save you. I don't want to be the adult anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sick of adulting. No, that's what you are, man. That's... Now i got more adulting to do. Mm, so my no. friend Christy, who I've been talking to. Friend? Yes, friend. Has said, every time I talk about the mortgage, adulting sucks. Mm-hmm. And adulting does suck. Because adulting takes too much of my mental energy. But here's the thing. Adulting sucks, but it doesn't suck because you're excited about the fact that you have this space and you suddenly have these plans going on. Well, here's the thing. And you're suddenly motivated about other things. So it's like about 14 days. No, two days. Today is Friday. So that is 7 plus 5, which is 12. About 11 days later, I started getting excited about stuff like I, I could do. Mm-hmm. But I'm still waiting on the mortgage. I'm waiting on the deed. I'm waiting on the title. I'm waiting on all this crap. You have anxiety still, yeah. yeah. And nothing is done yet. But yet, I have to get all this crap. And it's not mine yet. But yet, I've done all this work to get it. Mm-hmm. Now i got to try and keep it. Now i got two properties to take care of them just instead of just one. I rent because I don't want to fix things. But I fix them with my parents all the time to help my parents because my parents are good people. But now i got my own property to work on. Now i got to fix that property and their property. Mm-hmm. Adulting sucks. Yeah, but what else would you be doing? I could be gaming, I could be flying. You wouldn't be gaming, you wouldn't be flying. Like, you would find something else to occupy your time besides gaming or flying. Like, otherwise, you would be gaming and flying and not buying a house. What? Like, you're, you're putting the cart before the horse. The, 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 the cart, I guess the horse is the fact that you need something to do with your time. And this is going to be the most constructive use of your time versus... Gaming or flying. But if I build my side hustle. Joel, 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 Joel. We've been talking side hustles for five or six years now, and it's not, hasn't happened. So this is, this is your side hustle. This is your entry into the side hustle because you're going to have the rental property going forward. Well, I'll have the rental property once my parents pass away. Which is, I mean, have they eaten the skin of a mermaid that I don't know about? Are they going to live forever? Well, my dad is not. It's going to be nice. Right, but he has not eaten the skin of a mermaid that you know of. He was not on a... I have asked. You should ask. But, oh man, we saw a TikTok last night with a 116-year-old Chinese man. It was, man, good God, fucking, if I ever live that long, fucking, you got to kill me. <laughs> like, do not, do not, do not let me live looking like that. Here's my thing. If I cannot get out of bed and wet my own ass, put me down. Hmm. That is my... That might be you tomorrow after this bourbon. I highly <laughs> doubt that. Uh, well, Joel said it. <laughs> said it on air. I got to do it. <laughs> if I can't get out of bed and wet my own ass on a daily basis... Yeah, we've got to put a time limit. How many days? How many days does that have to be consecutively before it's, it's time to... Seven days? No, right. you get you get a week. All right, you get a whole a whole week. Yes. And then does it have to be a peaceful death, or can it be violent? Just put me out of my misery. I think I think suffocating is a violent death. I don't think so. I think a hammer to the head is easier. Whatever means it's necessary. If I could, if I have to ask somebody to wipe my ass or change my diaper or help me, 
That's not living. <laughs> I have a friend who actually lost his, his leg in, in January due to a staph infection. Hmm. And I watched him go through, like, basically calling the doctor, to call the nurse every time to do whatever he needs done. Hmm. And now he can actually, like, transfer in and out of his chair. He's going he's gonna to get a prosthesis soon, which is amazing because that means he'll be able to stand again. Dude's like six foot tall, mm-hmm. but he's not been six foot tall for the past three months, two months. But my point is, if I need to consistently ask somebody to help me do anything, to like, I am very grateful for taking a shit by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for getting out of bed by myself. I'm very grateful for all the small things in life right now. And that's why if people talk about, like, uh, if you're going through anything really how you should have a gratitude journal where you have to write something different down every day and it's like you start being grateful having a list of things you're grateful for that are you forget about like you forget about the fact that yeah you can you can go to the fridge and get your own drink you can mm-hmm. go to the bathroom yourself you can fucking go down the steps yourself like people forget about their health until their health isn't there mm-hmm. like it's it's insane like it's fine like i'm 44 years old going on 45 and there's days i'm like like for example Tuesday night, no Wednesday night. Wednesday, I went to. I took my buddy to the hospital. Went to the, to the eye doctor just because he has an issue with his eyes. Why? Why have you become the paramedic for your, all your your friends? Like, you're taking everybody to the hospital. I, I don't know. It's just it's just been a thing. Like like the, as I say in Letterkenny. I'm friend, knocking knocking on wood because Jolene. I don't want y'all taking me to the hospital. When your friend asks for help, you help them. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. But at the same time, it's like I told him the doctor. I want Joel to pull up to the emergency room and just open the side door and play, kick me and go, go on, get. <laughs> I can kick me out in the fucking sidewalk. My, like, I basically sat in the, and here's the funny thing. They play Home and Garden, HGTV, at the doctor's now. Because <laughs> it's the least controversial thing they can play on television. <laughs> but it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> but anyway, I, I took my friend to the doctor, got him in the room. Got him out of the room, took him home. Went to visit my good one of my other friends to go to dinner. Went to dinner. His daughter wanted an ice cream cake. Now my friend's divorced. So he does anything his kids want, he'll do. So the one if his one daughter wants to sell me cookies, we go to the South Side and sell me cookies. Well, his other daughter wanted a ice cream cake. So we went and got an ice cream cake. So I stood in line with her. Because I wanted a blizzard. Because you, know, <laughs> you wanted some ice cream. Well, here's the thing. I'm like, I'm here. I might as well get a, get a blizzard. <laughs> so, like, she actually changed the line. I got, a, I got a cotton candy blizzard. Oh, shit. Damn it. Hit the door, Joe. Now I gotta see if I can do Pause, this. please. Right, pause. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They stop. Okay. They'll be back. They'll be back. I'm sure. But. Anyway. So, I'm staying in line with his, with, with his daughter, who's 15. And we're just. Okay, close the garage. Hold on. A hold, hold on, we gotta close the door. Push, push the curtain out from the middle, and then hit the thing. You gotta set the headphones down. You gotta do both at the same time, Joe. Yeah, you gotta do both at the same time. Okay, we got this. Hold on. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be really turbulence. Turbulence. This is really interesting. Hold on. Sorry, one of my neighbors has decided to do lawn work right now or something. So, Joel's got to both shut the garage door and keep the curtain from hit, triggering the sensor that some wild animal or something has come through. Joel is showing his squat depth. Squat depth, squat depth. Oh, I think he got it. Oh, no, he, 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 he watched it in the last second. He's, he's going outside and he's going to do it from outside. 
Joel is going to uh, circumvent the garage. He's going to make a circle. Here he goes. Garage is closing again. Garage is closing again. Again. Going. 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 I have a, I have a curtain to keep insects out. Because um, we get bees and stuff around here. Oh, the garage door is now closed. Now we have to wait for Joel to run around. He's moving. He's moving. He's hustling. He's hustling. Oh, he's through the gate. He's through the gate. Coming around, coming around, coming around. He is at the other curtain. He's at the other curtain. He's gonna open the door. Open the door, open the door. Not get, not get stung by a bee, not fall over. He's struggling. Oh, he's, he's through, he's through. He's back in the garage, ladies and gentlemen. He did it. Good job, Joel. That was quite exciting. That was an adventure. <laughs> Exciting happen around the corner? Did you, did you get stung by a bee? <laughs> no, because I'm allergic to bees, and that'd be a bad idea. Oh. How are you allergic to bees? I got stung when I was about nine, and I swallowed with a staple of a marshmallow man. Hmm. It was a bad day. That still happened? Flash forward to 2021. Hmm. I was cutting grass, and some ground bees stung me eight times. Woo! My mother took me down to the ER. For UP, not UP, Allegheny, Allegheny, whatever. In Valley. Yeah. Where the Eden Park used to be on, off of Freeport Road, close to 910. Mm -hmm. I kept checking my heart rate on my watch, and it didn't accelerate above 90, so apparently it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but I got stung by eight ground bees and did not die. So fortunately, I might not be allergic to bees anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try that anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about before the, this whole thing happened? Um, where were we? Mortgage, something, something, parents, something, something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Coherence is not my thing today. No, keeping keeping the train of thought is not mine either. Why did I drink eight shots today? Um, that's a that's my question to you, Joe. Like, why why did you eat drink eight shots? What are you what are you stressing about? Like is this this a uh well first of all, is this a uh, podcast worthy conversation or is this like a something oh, we no, should we take got, off the we, air? We, we gotta do this on the podcast. Okay. What is uh what is your what are you stressed about? That sounds like a, a stress reaction to me. I think you're right. So I got a mortgage. Got a mortgage, you're kinda of seeing a new girl, so I'm kinda of sure curious what oh, yeah, is the, the new one. girl thing. The new girl thing is interesting because at three fifteen PM hmm. I got a phone call from my parents saying, hey, you want to buy a house? And I said, no, not really. I go look at the house. It happens to be the parent house that my grandparents owned. Mm -hmm. And my dad really wants me to get this house. Covered that part. All right. Yes. So the problem is my my, more, my loan, not my loan, my lease went from 745 to $925. Mm -hmm. which that's is a lot. Mortgage, that's a lot. Which is basically mortgage territory. That's a, that's a lot for a one-bedroom apartment. Two-bedroom. Like, Two bedroom where even you don't but you don't own anything, like I don't. So here's the problem. If I was still at seven forty five, seven sixty, I wouldn't be buying a house right now. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's not that I did the quick math and the mortgage would be around seven thirty five, seven forty five, seven sixty. Mm -hmm. I did not account for the school taxes. I did not account for the insurance. So right now my mortgage is gonna be one thirty one thousand thirty-four dollars mm -hmm. after the appraisal. So, I'm already paying electricity. 
I'm already paying gas. Now I gotta pay water. So when it comes down to it, I'll actually own something after 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have a lot more space. Yeah, and, and your bills have only gone up slightly. And because I own the place, I can actually make renovations to the place. Mm -hmm. You can make it more efficient also. So exactly. your electric and your gas and your water can go down. Exactly. You gave me that, that water bottle, water barrel, that's supposed to collect rainwater. Mm -hmm. I can fill that full of water. And I can use that for different stuff. Mm-hmm. So I could be more efficient if I wanted to be. Well, now now you're on the path I am, where it's like, how can every weekend, how can I do one project to make this house more self-sufficient? Exactly. So grow the garden. Can I water the garden from the rainwater versus the the tap water? Can exactly. I can I grow more food than I need? Can I can stuff? Can I get some chickens? Chickens, so, chickens are on the way. Why do you say chickens? Because my father used to tell me stories about his mother having <laughs> kids having chickens in the yard mm -hmm. and butchering them and making them for dinner mm -hmm. it's like how am i get some chickens now chickens uh, chickens are honestly the way i mean look at what just happened with eggs they exactly. they went they went up like fucking 300 percent or something like that like have some chickens in your backyard you have a pet they, they lay eggs every day that they're not going to use like so then on top of that around 5 30 a friend of mine that i had went to see we she came over saturday to watch the movies and she got a little tipsy and said hey I think it'd be interesting if we wanted a date. So now I'm seeing somebody hmm. after getting divorced and apparently buying a house. <laughs> so things have gotten very interesting. What's interesting to me, now that you say that, is the 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 opposite side of that coin of the divorce and how they're going to look at that and see you've taken a step towards a growth suddenly. So I've not posted on social on Facebook since April first, twenty. Don't do it. Don't do it. But here's the thing: the last thing I posted was check on your introvert friends. They're not okay. Mm -hmm. It was a killdozer meme. For those <laughs> of you who don't know, there was a guy. I forget what state it was in. I think it was Wisconsin yeah. or Washington or something. It was some, he, one of them out in the Northwest. He owned a buffer company, and basically the town turned against him. And basically, really fucked him. So he basically took his bulldozer. And built and turned it into a tank and ran amok through the entire town. Especially the the businesses of the person that was trying to screw him over. Exactly. So he went through like that guy's auto body shop and things like that. And it was a uh, it was a crazy story. It was a uh, he he was a hero. Exactly. It's he, a, he didn't do damage to he was a hero because he didn't do damage to anybody else's property except for exactly who he wanted to. Yeah, which, he didn't kill anybody. Exactly. Just did property damage. He ended up killing himself. But, but long story short, I think if I remember correctly, there is a group of guys who wear Hawaiian shirts, and they like that. That's not their idol. But the point is, though, like the guy just got screwed. He and he was upset, mm -hmm. so he basically took it out on them. And like, it's weird because like. Kind of look at him like a, like a kind of a hero, but at the same time, was like not a hero. Mm -hmm. But anyway, like I haven't posted on Facebook since then because of COVID, and then since the divorce, I've not posted since June since I went to an event in Ohio for flying. So my social media has been dead, mm -hmm. and I refuse to post on social media because I don't want to give fuel to everybody knowing what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, November, I grew a beard, and I've had a beard since November. <laughs> like, I've made a few changes in my life, and nobody knows about them unless they've actually physically seen me. I've made choices, 
and I'm making better choices. And I've learned a lot of I've learned a lot in the past few months. And between talking to different friends and different people, I've learned, oh wait, I made a lot of mistakes. And it's all my fault. I'm not blaming anybody. It's my fault. Extreme ownership. It's exactly. <laughs> it's funny how your life starts changing when you do that. You take responsibility for everything. But uh But I start seeing this girl, she's awesome. And I'm realizing, oh, not everybody's like this. There's actually good people in this world. Mm -hmm. I just make bad decisions. We all make bad decisions sometimes. It's a matter of the, I think, the environment when we make those decisions is... It's what you do with them once you realize they're bad, they're bad decisions. Yeah, that too. But also, I think the environment when you make the decision has a lot of a factor involved in when you make the decision. Sometimes. I think the other thing, too, is the show Westworld. Obsessed with loops, and I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this show, but it, it feels like it mirrors reality. Because well, you have these robots that are supposed to like pretend to be in this world. I hear it beeping. Me too. Okay, it's not. It's not the purpose. Thank God. <laughs> but the point is, like, it's, it, when you when you boil down the show, it's about everyone has their loops, and we don't realize we have loops unless we start paying attention. It's that whole mindfulness thing. Yeah. Like, if you're not mindful, you don't realize that you're doing things. Well, I mean, if you think about all the the culmination of the things we've been talking about on this podcast, we've talked about uh, habits yes. daily, we've talked about ownership, we've talked about that sort of thing, and once you start actually really digging into that and you realize, okay, here's a problem that keeps coming up in my life and here's my habit around it, and am I really taking responsibility for it or am I blaming other people for it? The minute you take responsibility for it, you change that loop. What was the, the the whole slit test with the light and how if you experiment if you observe an experiment it changes the results? Now that's that quantum physics one, isn't it? Yeah. The minute you observe an event, it changes the event. Mm-hmm. And like the whole mindfulness thing is like a mind is a game changer. Mm -hmm. Like when you realize what you're doing and you try and not do it, and you actually like like Jorgen talks about how like thoughts when you're in the float tank they just float by. Mm -hmm. Like you have to th imagine yourself in the free fall, and if you just See a thought, acknowledge it, compared to grabbing a thought and getting tangled into it, and then that making you fall, like, changing your aerodynamics of going through thoughts. That whole thing's a game changer, too. Yeah. And I, I think that's also, like, a Jocko's detachment, basically, idea. Like, can you... The minute you can detach yourself from the emotion of an experience and actually think about it logically... Which is the stoicism thing again, like, can you be logical about this thing? The only thing you can change is your own mind. Right. But if, you, if you're logical about it, then you're not going to be react emotionally. Emotional reactions is the one that's going to keep you in that loop. So, I probably don't know how you feel about this. <laughs> but as you know, June of 2021, I got a phone call from Mara. Because you're on the floor of the, of the garage. Mm -hmm. And she asked me to let my talk to you. Because you were unconscious. Mm -hmm. And you had alcohol poisoning. This was the day before I was leaving Fuller, Philly to visit hanging out for Nanny. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons we started the podcast and the whole, like, doing what we were doing. Of learning about habits and whatnot. But, like, the whole, like, paying attention to what you're doing compared to just doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people just go through their life without knowing what they're doing. But, like, because of this podcast and all the habit stuff I've read and all the stuff I've learned because of the last two years of us doing this podcast, I've been able to change things about my life that I didn't realize could change. Mm hmm So I kind of thank you for that. Oh, thanks. 
I'm glad my my misfortune indeed changed your life. I mean, it definitely changed mine because it was. And I'm not gonna lie. Every time my phone rings and it's Mara, my heart kind of skips a beat. Well, to be fair, every time Mars Mara tries to get in touch with me and she, I don't answer, she she flips out a little bit because of my my bad habits with things such as like. You know, if I had done as much bourbon as Joel had done, then maybe the rest of the day would turn out a different way than it will for me. But I have since learned to kind of dial it back. Um, I don't drink during the week as much. Um, I also don't just uh, do bad things like that because it's uh, it's very unfair for other people around me, and it's uh, selfish when I do that. And I've learned that maybe I should let go a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's 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 that's a two. It's a double-edged sword there. Like, the one thing I've been, I've been talking to this girl, Christy, and she's amazing. And I'm realizing that a lot of the stuff I do are, like, checks and balances that are there to counteract the issues I do have. Trauma? Like, well, not really trauma, but, like, I've been diagnosed with ADHD as a child. As a child, I diagnosed with ADD. But as of now, ADHD and ADD are basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, my obsession with time is to counteract the, the thing with ADHD of being late for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the things that I do are to counteract the issues that I do have. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm obsessed with routines and schedules because if I have a routine and I follow the routine, everything gets done. Right. But at the same time, I'm AD, people with ADHD, I am not as worse as I could be. About three months ago, maybe four months ago, I can't remember exactly when, I started following the ADHD tags on Facebook and Instagram. And I learned that there are people that have an inner dog that never shuts the fuck up. That's me. And because of the float tanks, I've been able to shut up that ADHD. Back in 2013, when I, as of 10 years ago, I moved in my apartment March 26th. And I, learned, I had a nervous breakdown thinking I couldn't afford to be there. And I ended up getting onto Wellbutrin for a little bit of t- for about a year because of my job. But it turned out my job was trying to get rid of me. The the paranoia I had wasn't false. Yeah. At the time I was I was actually seeing a therapist because of other issues I had with people. Because as you know, I am a I am a fountain of truth. <laughs> I am a fountain of telling you how it is. But in order to make things worse, my that the white girl I was with, the person I was with at the time. I couldn't use my normal methods of dealing with people. So I had to learn new, re- new ways to do this. Therefore, I went to therapy for 2009. Which, I started on 9-11 in 2009 till about the last week of June 2014 when I got laid off. But like, I learned a lot through therapy that I, people said I flew off the handle for no reason. But when I actually went through the process, I went through a lot of steps. Mm-hmm. It's just I go through steps a lot faster than other people go through steps. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I actually had a reason to be upset. And I found out I was gaslit a lot of times. And between this podcast and talking to people since the divorce, I've learned that like there's reasons, there's method in my madness. Like, for example, today I found out that I didn't get my rent increase from work. And... There's a phrase that I always, like, because of my, I don't know what it is, but, like, I attach a lot of memes, and they become part of my life. For example, 
The tank ain't em- tank empty, bro. Or tank's not empty, bro. Based mm-hmm. off of the the, la- the second to last transformers movie. <laughs> or I'm coming for that ass based off the boondocks. Like there's phrases that I say that I attach to that I don't realize why I attach to them. Yeah, they become your mantra. <laughs> yeah, they become like I've got mantras that I have because of TV shows and pop culture that I forget where they come from because I've done them for so long. Yeah, and I, I think that's true for everyone. I mean, going through back through history, it was always through. I mean, even even I mean, meditations is basically Marcus Aurelius writing that to himself. He's writing mantras to himself to remember remember like how he should be acting and versus like how he could be acting because I mean at the time he was the most powerful man in the world so the fact that we're seeing that stuff they point out all the time that this was these were notes in his notebook to himself that were for other people yeah they were just for himself well like for example last Sunday for Easter we went out on that bike ride and we came back and had to climb with that hill at Oakland (laughs) and I kept championing who's going to carry the boats I'm going to carry the boats (laughs) well tank's not empty bro like there's all all these mantras that I, I it's weird that like I, I chant this stuff whenever like I need stuff, but it's like it's part of my DNA in a way. But at the but same time, it's like you ta- you attach yourself. Language has power, and there's a reason why things like chants and stuff and uh, affirmations and things like that have been part of the human experience for as long as we can remember. It's because they they have an ability on you. Like it's it's your body. Like Goggins says, your body gives out at forty percent. Your brain. Your brain gives out when you choose to let it, and it's like it's like when I started biking back in back in 2007. Mm-hmm. I used to get all upset because I had to jump off my bike and like walk up a hill or something. And now nowadays, I'm like, I gotta get this fucking hill. Yeah. Like, there's no way I'm getting on this fucking bike. I don't, I don't care if it's the lowest gear I get into. Exactly, I'm gonna pedal up this goddamn hill. And, my, and even then, it's like you you learn the shortcuts for your brain it's not no longer about getting up the hill it's like can i get past this telephone uh-huh. pole can i get past this curve exactly get past this it's point? like i'll be like no more gears just i keep pedaling uh-huh. you gotta fucking do this yeah like there's no choice uh-huh. like someday i got to the fucking stoplight at the at the top of that hill and there's this guy he just got to the hill i'm like i fucking did it i fucking did it like i'm looking like a fucking retard like a fucking <laughs> idiot he just smiles and be like i know your pain brother <laughs> You don't look like an idiot. He knows exactly what you're talking about. The only people that think you look like an idiot are the people that drove up that hill. And I bet they drove up that hill and they were like, this is a steep fucking hill. That hill is not a fucking tiny hill. But I guarantee you they didn't even think of it. They didn't hit the gas more. Well, they were probably scared of you because you're black. But the same thing, it's like, (laughs) I gotta get up this hill. Like, there's no choice. Like, if I jump off this this bike, I'm a fucking bitch. I ain't no bitch. Yeah. And then I talked about, like, there's this old guy I do. I help. I, I made friends with this guy around COVID like I do computer computer repair for him and like we've become friends like over every week to have lunch with him like his day has nobody because he's older and like he's basically he's that point where like he's a crotchety old man he wants things his way but at the same time he's like pushed everybody away mm-hmm. but like I like the guy because like he's a good guy and like we have good conversations and like he's one of those guys that I have a conversation with he asks me questions I'm like I never thought of that so it's beneficial for both of us because yeah. you can't be by yourself. Well, if, I mean, that's the, not to interrupt you, but the, the point that everyone always says, uh, like corporations keep pushing this on people and the, the culture is also kind of pushing it on people like find a mentor, find somebody that's older than you that can teach you these things. Like too many people, their only mentors were their, their parents and their parents have damaged them. So they don't want to listen to their parents anymore. Mm-hmm. But finding another older mentor, like... I'm, I'm fully behind the idea of like you got to find your Gandalf I mean I've found 
several older mentors than me that have like helped guide me across the path. But you know what I love? Years ago, you had the idea for, for the Scoutsman. Mm-hmm. Which is basically, you find some old guy who used to be a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, I want to learn how to fix my car. Mm-hmm. And he just sits on the fucking on the fucking st- on the fucking stool and be like, hey, you want to change your brakes? Here's what you do. Yeah. Take the tires off. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to see this piece. Do this, this, this. Like, he can't do the work anymore, but he's passing his knowledge on to you. Yep. And you're learning something new, and you're both benefiting, because he gets to help you work on something, and then he helps you solve a problem. And and he gets some meaning from his life. Exactly. All the, these... There's a problem with, like, retirees, where, like, that's the thing that they, they start dying when they retire, basically, because they, they have no purpose anymore. But there are people that have had their hands in machinery since they were fucking, fucking 12 years old, 10 years old, that mm-hmm. know more about it than we do. And You got book smarts, and you got experience. You cannot, you can never beat experience. And like I tell, I talk about the time how I slumdog millionaire my life, my way through life. Mm-hmm. Like three years ago, I worked with no, two years ago. I worked with this guy. He's like, oh, you'd never do this project. I'm like, well, actually, three years ago, I did the same exact project you did. Only it was a memory instead of this data stuff with this lighting thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I went from like him going, oh, I'm better than you. Like, oh, you know what you're talking about. We're on the same level. <laughs> well, the fact that I leveled the playing field based off my experience. And like it's not like I chose to do this experience. This is what I ended up in. Yeah. But anyway, I, I our, our culture unfortunately has shifted to the point where they they value book smarts over real world experience. All that's apparently switching back now because I heard companies are starting to hire. Sorry, we got some uh, motorcycle stuff going on in the alley. But, so, but our companies are apparently hiring older workers now because they want somebody that's actually going to show up and work. Mm-hmm. What's well, the thing? Like I think about this all the time. Look, so the guy working on the house that I'm buying. The guy that saw his name is Andrew, but he hired this guy named Steve. My dad keeps talking about, you gotta work this guy, Steve. Steve will help you out. You gotta be carried by Steve. I'm like, who the hell is Steve? Mm-hmm. Like, I spent the last 30 some years helping you fix your house. Why do I need somebody to help, to help me with a house? Like, the only thing I haven't done, really done that much is plumbing. Mm-hmm. But like, everything else in the house, I'm like, I don't care. I know it has to be done, I'm gonna do it. And I'm told by one of my mentors, Rick, that uh, he'd rather do electric than plumbing. Mm-hmm. But like, I beat this guy, Steve, and this guy is so dedicated, like, he basically works for like 10 to 12 hours, eats, falls asleep, wakes back up, and does his job. <laughs> oh, God. He's that so dedicated. That sounds terrible. He is so dedicated to getting this shit done, and like, that motherfucker knows what he's doing. Like, those are the, that's the guy I want to be. Like, I'm going to get this job done, hell or high water. And like, there ain't no other option. <laughs> but there's no failure. Like, Yoda says, do, there's no try. There's just do. And I understand that, like, meeting this guy. Like, he, he's like, I got to do this, got to do that, this is going to be done. But how, how, like, I was like, Steve knows his shit. This house will be done by May 4th. That's why we like Goggins and uh, Jocko, because they're the same way. Mm-hmm. Jocko talked about uh, he stripped and renovated his kitchen in a weekend before he was redeployed at one of his houses. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, 48 hours he stayed up the whole goddamn time just fucking building that kitchen. Like, oh. that's insane. As a child, I remember my dad saying he has to go to work to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Like, I understand that now. Of like, 
Work, work. You're kind of used to the, the rundown there. Like it's. It's like I got to put a roof on my house, but I need to go to work to take a break. Mm-hmm. Like at work, uh, work. I understand what's happening there. It's not random. It's. Mm-hmm. But the house is the house has got uh, its own random problems. Well, it's like up. I thought to my coworker all the time. He's like, oh, we got a busy, busy day. I'll do. This. I'm like, no, no. I need to do this. This will make me. Ha- this will make me okay because my brain doesn't have to think. Mm-hmm. I can just do this mindless task I've been doing for the past seven years. Prioritize and execute. Well, Another like Jocko principle. Well, like I have lunch with this guy out, and we just talk about stuff, and it's just like, it's refreshing to actually see different aspects of my life that I don't realize. Like we were talking the other day, and I talked about the six-mile bike ride we did. He's like, "How did you do that?" Well, I started a mile a day and worked up to eight, and then worked to eleven to twelve, uh-huh. and then you're like, "Hey, you want to do this? You want to do this twenty-mile bike ride?" <laughs> Next time I'm doing a Centurion, and then apparently in a month and a half I'm doing like. Uh, metrics, I've been a century in the metric century plus eight miles. Mm-hmm. That's how it happens. It just builds. I mean, it's uh, the, the fucked up thing and the fun thing, I think, for me is to put yourself in a situation where you have no choice but to fight your way back up. Exactly. It's so like, it's like we're, we're biking 100 miles. We sign up for it. Like, okay, like, I got to do it. If, if we say, like, we're biking, we're biking 20 miles and we bike... 12 miles out you got to bike 12 miles back like you're mm-hmm. doing 24 miles you have no choice like otherwise you're walking the bike well it's like like i said we we can't we had to do a 10 mile fucking climb a 10 mile climb out of west virginia and i didn't have a choice in that <laughs> it's like cars don't no one's gonna come to get me hell no no one is there to get you like I'm like it's like i got the car keys even if you just can come get me he's he can't get the car because i got the car keys oh had to get out of there had to had to pedal up no no other alternative it's like that, that, that uh, second Riddick movie. There's one speed. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what time are we at here, Joe? I think we got to wrap this up. A minute, 20, uh, hour 29. I guess we're done for this podcast. Then. Yeah, we, we went on a, a bit of a tangent this time. There was no real no real topic, but I think we, we touched on some good stuff. Um, I hope so. <laughs> I'm very scared for you to listen to the podcast. <laughs> No, um, I, I think Joel did all right, considering his... Uh, what I'm really curious is if Dave will listen to this podcast before the party tomorrow. Oh, probably not. Are you going to have it posted before then? I'm going to post it right now. After we... I'm telling you, it is now 5-18 on Friday, April 14th. I will post this as soon as possible so that <laughs> Dave can listen to it before the party. All right. <laughs> I want Dave to corner us at the podcast. Oh, shit. Let it eat! All right, it's time to go. Goodbye, everybody. Take care, care, ladies and gentlemen. That wraps up another episode of The Mention the Machine. If you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit TheMentionTheMachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call 412-294-8557. That's real bad. That's really bad. I should adjust this. Why is that so bad? Probably picking up the fans. Yeah, you're right. It is picking up the fans. Usual problem. Turn that one down. Oh, that's not our boy. Okay. A little liberated. Are you looking for another shot? For me, yeah. Okay, here we go. Not for you. You gotta wait. I don't have to wait. I can do whatever I want. You, You can, but...
Probably shouldn't. How's that for motor skills? Not too bad. Okay. Not too bad. There we go. I just put a shot. We got audio. There's fans. So far, turn the fan on after this. Here we go. Say something, Eugene. Say something, Eugene. You're really loud. We can uh, we can turn the fans off when we want. Yeah, we'll do that later. <laughs> We're recording now. Good night, Gracie.